0: Welcome back to episode number 95 of The MP Dude. This is Jeff The MP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of your voices, guys. Keep comments, questions, concerns, headaches, problems. I don't care what it is. I want to hear from you. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's bugging you. Because if it's bugging you, it's bugging me. It's got to be bugging all of us. So send me those things at at npdude.com. You can always send me a PM through Facebook. You could do a smoke signal. I don't care. Camp out in my front yard. Don't do that. That'd be weird. We talked about weird stuff in the last show. Now, We're at like 1298 on likes on Facebook in the last day. Now, here's the deal. my I'm, I'm delayed in shows, and so I'm really discombobulated. And I'm using my phone again. Back to using my phone, because the recorder that I bought, which I you'll hear in episode number 93 or 94, if, you've, if you're if you listening to 94, it was awful. The sound quality was awful. I, I spent like an hour trying to clean it up. It had a lot of static. I'm not happy with it at all. I'm probably going to give it another try or two. But to be honest with you, I'm probably just going to start using my phone. It seemed to work the, the handful of times that I did use it. It makes MP3 files. And I put a new SD card in my memory and all that good stuff. So now I can I can actually do more shows on my phone and uh, have my recorder as a backup in case something happens to my phone. So it's good to have a backup. But I'm disappointed in my purchase. 35 bucks. I could probably send it back. But I might as well keep it, I guess. I don't know. I'm too lazy to send it back. <laughs> That's how Amazon makes out because I'm too lazy. So, anyways, how can you support my show? You guys know the answers, right? You've been listening long enough. You can like and share the show. That's a great way. You can give me a a rating. I've got a handful of ratings, but nothing recently, because I've been quiet. So go give me a rating on uh, Facebook. Give me a rating on iTunes. I got like a 19 on on iTunes. I checked last night. I got one, like, at the end of, uh, I don't know, August. So it's been a couple weeks. So go, go give me ratings, guys. It's a good way to let people know that if you guys think it's worth your time to give me a rating, then uh, maybe it's worth their time giving the, giving the show a shot and listening to. Now, what else can you do? Go to my Amazon affiliate link click on the box, now you have to go to my website, thenpdude.com, go to that, you got to use your browser, go to it, not through Facebook, Facebook won't get you there, you got to go through my website, go to your browser, thenpdude.com, click on the Amazon link, it's a box, it says amazon.com at the top of it, I think they have pictures of soap, I think it's still soap, I don't know, I think they change it every now and then, but it's soap right now. So click on that box, the box is on the bottom if it's on your mobile device, and it's on the right-hand side if you're on the full page. You'll click on that link, it takes you to Amazon, it gives you the search bar, you can type in whatever you wanna buy, new car, I don't care, Uh, pet cage, I don't care, sweater for your dog, wonderful, go get a bunch of them, I don't care, whatever it is. But what it does do, it doesn't add anything to your price. But what it does is it kicks me back a couple percentage of what you buy, and so that's how I'm using using uh, I'm using your money, your support, to help pay for web hosting. That's really all it is. I'm not making any money doing this. I'm just trying to offset some of the costs that I'm having. So if you like what you hear and you want to support financially, it doesn't cost you anything more. Go to Amazon affiliate link on my website. Spend some money. Shoot me, shoot, throw me a bone. There we go. All right, guys. What? Um, what I want to talk about today, I, I just got a couple uh, comments, and it's been quiet because I've been quiet, and so I, I do apologize, and I know I know it's hard to, to kind of jump back in and, and do things, and I'm still discombobulated because I loved my recorder, I really did, it was like my, you know, it was like a comfort, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, security blanket thing, right? I carried the thing everywhere, my whoopee. Anyways, so I got a couple comments that came through over the last couple days. And and I wanted to address these. And It is more of an employment issue, an employment question, than I think it is anything else. So it's not really re- even reflecting nurse practitioners or nurses in general. But it's just something that that people don't realize, and they think it's unfair and illegal that that this happens. And so here's the the, the question. I'm gonna I have two hypotheticals, but it's the same answer for both of them. So a hypothetical one was a question that came in from a chronic contractible that. Um, and I'm not going to use names, but you know who you are when I ask this question. They're going to know who they are. And I appreciate it because you're always giving me good stuff, and I appreciate it. And it's not the, not one of the regular ones, but it's a different one. It's somebody that's, it's kind of in the behind the scenes. And uh, this individual says, we were debating at work whether it is lawful for our company to mandate that we get a flu shot every year. It's the flu season, right? It's, it's uh, September, so we're, we're staring at flu season coming up here. And, you know, people are saying, well, that's unfair. That's illegal. We shouldn't be allowed to do that. They're, you know, they're mandating that I do something to my body that maybe I don't feel, you know, like I should have to do. And, you know, this, that, and all the other thing, right? Okay. So that's hypothetical one. Second hypothetical. New NP is coming to work into a practice. um, And I'm not going to say what their status is, but they're just coming into work in the practice or what the practice type is. Because I don't want to give too much and the director, the medical director, or the company in general, whoever's doing the contracting, right, whoever the, the signer of the contract is, says, uh, let's call him HR manager. HR manager says, you need to get your DEA license and it's mandatory that you have it for this, imp- this job, and if you don't wanna get it, then you know, you're, we're gonna fire you because they've, they've already been hired and they're in the onboarding process. So they would just terminate their you know, their contract or whatever. So is that lawful? Can they mandate that you have to get your DEA license? And so that's NP-driven. But in general, the answer is going to be the same for both of these. If it's an at-will employee se- uh, status, and if you don't know what at-will employee is, go back and listen to my show. Type in at-will... Uh, or employee in my search bar on my website, and it'll take you to the, to the page. And I did a show on what an at-will employee is, what a contractor is, and what a contract employee is, and the differences between them. So I've already answered this. So if you don't know what that means, go back and listen. But in these particular circumstances, most likely these people are either an employee or a contract employee. Either way, you're, you're an employee at will in, to some limited extent you choose to either enter into the contract or not. So the terms, the terms of the contract will dictate what's mandated. So what I would say is if you're an employee, they have every, every lawful right to mandate that you get a flu shot or you get your DEA license or that you maintain a BMI of, you know, 29.9. Okay. Which is, you know, not obese. They can do that. They can mandate that those aren't protected classes the only thing they can't touch are the protected classes. They can't mandate that you have to be white or black or Asian or um, homosexual. or um, And even that one's questionable. That's, I'm not even sure if that's protected class yet. I don't think it is. I think it's Bowers v. Hardwick was the the, the case I remember in law school that said that there's no fundamental right to, to uh, same sex. That was back then though. That was 15 years, 16 years ago. So it's might have changed. I don't know. But you know, but I, you, you get the point. It's got to be a protected class: race, religion, um, sex is one. Um, yeah, and I've talked about these in the past. There's seven of them, six or seven. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a, I don't do this stuff that much. But it's the protected classes. You can Google it, and find it. If if it's anything but those, it's fair game. You can you can mandate that you you know have to have purple hair. You know, it's whatever. There's no discrimination for purple hair. So as long as you're not being discriminatory, they can mandate that you do something. Sucks, right? So guess what's coming down the pipe? You're you're gonna see in the future, because insurance premiums, if we aren't a single payer soon, which we will be, but just imagine single payer is not even an option. In the future, BMIs are gonna get so high that the cost of insurance premiums are gonna go up that you're gonna see people discriminating based upon obesity and size and BMI. And health status, they already do it for smoking. There's no difference with with smoking to uh, BMI, in my opinion. When, when with the argument, do I think it's wrong? I kind of do, but I, I also think on the other side, man, if I was an employer in my and I couldn't get insurance, I couldn't pay insurance or hire employees and cover insurance of my good employees that are already working by by hiring obese people, smokers, people that don't want to get a flu vaccine, people that, you know, don't, whatever, right? If my insurance premiums are going to be higher then then that, that kind of screws my entire company. So I'm going to I'm going to hire the skinny people that don't smoke, that run marathons. I don't know. I mean, you, you see you see the, the the policy argument behind it. Now, as far as the DEA license, that's a little bit different, but not much. You you can still mandate that the DEA license has to be there because it might be a functional um requirement of the position so here's the example if you have a kid that is on adderall and he normally sees the other two providers in the office or three or five or whatever and they all have their dea licenses it would could be it could be deemed an inconvenience if that individual uh provider doesn't have his dea license and that kid needs to come in and he's out of medicine and you're trying to service your 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 clients your patients you need to be able to, to do the same thing as all the people around you. Now, that doesn't mean that you you shouldn't have a policy on what the standards are for, you know, this person's being willy-nilly giving out narcotics, and then this one's over here being like me, which is really strict and stringent with, you know, what my requirements are to give out anything. I treat Schedule 4s like Schedule 2s. So it's a big deal to me to give out scheduled medicines. <clears throat> so I think there has to be that policy, and, and an underlying agreement amongst the providers that you have the same consistency throughout. So when one provider is not there and you pick up and go with it from there, then you can pick up and take over. It's easier that way. So just continuity of care. It just makes sense, right? The DEA license, however, the, the question that I have here is this. If it is a contract employee situation or a contractor, either way, and your contract specifically didn't include the DEA as being mandatory in your contract. Not your collaborative, if you're a collaborative state. That's a different contract. People got that confused in, in, in school all the time. They thought that the collaborative agreement was the contract with the, employee, the employer. And that's not what it is. There's two contracts. There's a contract of employment, and then they're collaborative. Not the collaborative. Throw that to the side if your contract with the company that you're, you're hired by, the people that pay your check, didn't say anything about getting your DEA license, then I think you have a pretty strong standing to say, look, I didn't contemplate getting my DEA license. If you want to pay for it, we didn't talk about that. That's a separate deal. That's above and beyond outside of our original agreement. So if you want me to get it, you can pay for it. I'd love to have it. I'd love to help with continuity care, but I really didn't contemplate that and neither did you because guess what? the contract is silent on it. So I would look to the contract to see if it was specifically stated in there that the DEA license was required. If it was, you're screwed. You got to get it. And it doesn't matter if they didn't, if they said they were going to pay or not, you know, if they said, you know, you have to have your DEA license and they didn't agree to pay for it. You're on the hook. You got to go get your DEA license. You got to pay the 731. I think it is 731 bucks. So you got to get it done. It's every three years. It's not that bad. Now the contract or situation is even more um, important that you you have in that contract what the scope of your contract status is, or your contract um, requirements are because then you can you can point to it same same theory but but you're not an employee at that point so they have, they don't have any you know they don't have you by the short hairs they they, they can they can kind of you know you I have a contract with you and you probably have a good termination you know, early buyout provision. So if they want to buy you out because you said, you know, I'm not going to do my, my DEA, it wasn't in our contract, and they say, well, we can't use you then, then you can say, that's fine, you can buy me out my liquidated damages clause under my termination portion of my agreement, which should be pretty, you know, painful for them. So it'd probably be cheaper for them to just pay for your your DEA license than to buy you out of a couple thousand bucks, or 10 grand or 20 grand or whatever it is. Because you, you now you got to go find another contract. It might be three months before you get another deal. So you got to have a contract that covers that, a termination provision. That's what I would do. So look at the contract. That's that's really what it is. But if you're an employee, you're screwed. You kind of have to just do whatever they say because you're, you're contingent upon that. They, it wasn't in the agreement. doesn't matter. wasn't in the offer. So what? You're, you know, okay, fine. We'll terminate you now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later. We'll go get somebody that wants to get a DEA license. So the the employee at will question is really where that all stems from. So it's a great question. It's and it's frustrating as hell that that that's the um, the way the rule should be as the employee standpoint. But but think about it from the employer's side. You know you 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 want to be able to be flexible in your business, and if you're locked in with things and um, you, you're not able to be malleable and flexible, then then then. You know what's the point? You, know, you just you, you lose money. There's no there's no way to keep track of how to plan for the future. So, you know, as your insurance premiums come up, if if you had laws that said no, it's illegal to do this for all these weird things, then it would stifle business. It really would. Then that's the capitalist viewpoint in me. But that's because I've been in, on the business side of things and I've seen that frustration with business and people not doing, um, you know, not not doing what they're supposed to be doing and then and then you 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 are as an employer having to be held accountable for things all right what else oh i had a question a follow-up somebody asked me in the state of ohio right and this is ohio specific but it kind of goes everywhere and it's about telehealth telemedicine in ohio it's telehealth uh for nurse practitioners but it's telemedicine in our medical board right so they're that's how they call it and they distinguish it and one of the things that that um in one of my lost my lost show that went through the detergent, and I re- remembered after the fact, I talked a little bit about this this telehealth question, and it's specific to Ohio, but it does it does kind of carry over. So please stick with me, and you you might understand why here in a second. With telehealth in Ohio, the sticking point that I see as a problem is that our Ohio Revised Code. That, it, that is our Nurse Practice Act, that section, of the, it's 4723, if you're an Ohio person, you can go look that section up, section 4723 says that um, we have to do a physical assessment to provide and prescribe a medication, I shouldn't say provide, it's prescribed, and that can cause a hiccup, because what's the definition, I've talked about that in the telehealth, telemedicine, can we do it, um, episode, I don't know, way, way back when, 30, 40 episodes ago, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And the problem is, there's no guidance anywhere on the state board website. I've looked. I've looked. I've searched it. I've looked through all the sections I thought it would be under. It's not in there. I can find nothing. Now, what I did find in our Ohio Board of Nursing um, website, they have a a biannual report that they do that tells where nps are working where nurses are working what types of practice scope of practice all that kind of stuff and they list telehealth in there and there was like in 2015 it was done in 2013 and then in 2015 i saw two different reports and in 2015 i want to say it was like two or three people were doing telehealth in ohio that stated people so that that being said. the the Ohio Board of Nursing is well aware that people are doing telehealth as nurse practitioners in Ohio. Now, it's not very many of them. You got two or three, but they're aware of it. And I'm guessing that the, the survey that they did was anonymous, but if they really wanted to figure it out, they probably could. But they haven't gone after these people, to my knowledge. So I don't think anybody's had a board action against them for doing telehealth in Ohio. But nobody's probably died from telehealth, <laughs> or or a claim or something, and somebody's made, filed a complaint against them to the board. Because I bet if somebody filed a, a complaint saying, "Hey, they're doing telehealth," and and the board finds out about it and it's you know puts their feet to the fire, they're gonna they're gonna throw it to the wolves because there are no rules in the Ohio Board of Nursing that specifically states that telehealth is permitted. It's not in there. I checked the ORC. It's not in there at all. It's not in the OAC either. I couldn't find it. I looked. I looked and looked, and I kept looking, because this person asked me a question about it, and I'm like, I don't see it. Now, the problem is, is, is this. Because it's silent on it doesn't mean that the board doesn't have authority to govern it. Say, silence is not, you know, you know, okay. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay if the board says it's not okay. It's just not been, you know, adjudicated. It's not, It hasn't been brought before the board for an action. Now, the other thing about it that I found, now, I looked through the entire Ohio Revised Code for the word telemedicine and telehealth. Telehealth did not show up at all. Never. Not once in the Revised Code. But telemedicine did. And it came up under the Ohio Medical Board. So it's basically the Physicians Board that regulates the physicians. And they do have telemedicine that is available and discussed and contemplated in the Ohio Revised Code for their board. However, here's what they do you have to actually get an additional certificate that costs like 125 bucks to do telemedicine as a physician in the state of Ohio. So if it's that important for the state legislature to regulate a physician, why the hell wouldn't they regulate a nurse practitioner? I just think it's oversight. And I think if the board had the knowledge that I have, they would probably say, yeah, we better, we better step up the game and and manage this a little bit and make sure that, that telehealth isn't going to be, you know, a problem because it must be a problem to those, to the medical board because they actually manage it and monitor and and keep track of it with certificates and fees and all this stuff. Now, could it just be an extra way for the board of medicine to actually, you know, get more money? Yeah, it could, but 125 bucks to do telemedicine. I can't imagine they're rolling in the dough from that. So, I I just, I it makes me concerned that some parts of the O R the O R C or the laws contemplate it, and others in ours doesn't. And I think it's because it's a lack of like, you know, vision. (laughs) I just don't think they're paying attention. But it's going to be a problem because telehealth and telemedicine are going to increase. They're going to go through the roof. Why do I say that? I just heard on the news. I heard it this morning. It was so frustrating to listen to. Trump and it was just one blurb it was jammed in with a bunch of other headlines trump is working on his single payer plan not repeal replace he's going the other way he's going hardcore left on this one and and i i didn't vote for this guy i knew he was a scumbag i knew he was going to lie to us i knew it and it was obvious everybody knows it and yet and yet here we are looking at uh, president trump and he's talking about repeal and replace. And I saw a headline on on my phone on the way out the door that said uh, the Senate bill for the um, repeal and replace is actually thinking about single payer as well. So we got two people, two groups: the presidency and the Senate. Two two of the, <laughs> two of the three people that you need to get a law passed is already talking about repeal, uh, going single payer. So this thing may happen a lot faster than I thought. It really might, and it scares the bejeezies out of me because God, our GDP it's like 16% of our GDP is healthcare how expensive do you think it's going to be when we get get the government running something it's going to be just like the military bloated, inefficient overly just wasteful it's going to be obnoxiously large, now the problem is is that not only is that just kicking the can down the road, but in reality it's not going to cause it's not going to improve care it's going to take a couple of years for things to roll out. Even if they kick this thing in into full action, you know, next year. And in my my cynical philosophy here is that because Trump, I think Trump didn't want the repeal replace or the, the Obamacare light or whatever the the House bill or the Senate bill, which were both essentially the same thing. He didn't want them to go through. And and neither did any of them. None of them. It was all for show. They all want single payer. Republicans, Democrats—the they, they only one that doesn't want single payer that I truly believe is Rand Paul, and he's just one guy. He's not going to get it done. He's just white noise. He's a wackadoodle, crazy nut job, according to you know the mainstream media. But he's the only guy that's screaming it. There's a couple probably congressmen out there, but there's no one. There's no one that's loud. No one's screaming about this. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It scares me scare you guys? Anybody scared about single pair? I still want somebody to convince me. I had one person talk to me about their personal issue about single pair that would help them individually and I agree it probably would help you. But to be perfectly honest, most people are going to overuse the system, like my Medicaid patients that come in for a, a little tiny rash on their shoulder blade that's just a little tinea, you know, corporis that's that's just you know, and here's some Lamisil. It's over there. Uh, some Lotrimin. It's eighty-eight cents at Walmart. Nope. Go see me for a copay. No copay. Oh, wait a second. They don't pay a copay. And so we, we're wasting so much money with this, where people just don't empower themselves. I would never take to my kid to to a to a, a physician or a nurse practitioner for a little tiny blotch of red on their shoulder. I would just go get some cream and try some cream, right? Or take a picture of it, and put it on Facebook, and say, "What's this, guys?" And get you know get your Family to tell you what it is. I just—it it baffles my mind how much resources are wasted because of the overuse, and it's just going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse, and it scares me because I'm in—I'm I'm in Medicaid world. That's where I work. So is it going to get cut, or is it going to get changed? Is it going to be stagnant while they revamp things? It's going to be—it's just going to be a disaster. It's going to be such a disaster. Why can't we just get people to pay for health care? <laughs> Come see me when you're sick. We'll just pay for it. Right? insurance is insurance. It should be insurance. I didn't mean to talk about this. It just gets me going, it gets me fired up. So keep those keep those emails coming to me, guys. Questions, concerns, headaches. I want to hear all of it. I want to hear your your ideas about single payer. If somebody's listening, I quit watching the news for the most part. I'll flip on AM radio every now and then when I'm not doing a podcast or I'm I'm not listening to my own podcast that I that I favor, and and I'll listen to the news for a minute just to see what's going on, see who's blown up, see what they're trying to distract me with today. You know, it was, it was, um, Russia most of the summer, which is a red herring to keep you occupied so that you don't notice that they're trying to do something else. What the hell else are they trying to do? Who knows? Then it was, um, uh, what else? What was the next one? Well, we have hurricanes, which was a big deal. That's, that's changing a lot of people's lives. And so that's a big deal. That's justifiable news, but it's blown away out of proportion. They keep playing over and over again. Let these people rebuild. Move on, man. Who cares about cops taking selfies in front of the cleanup crew? It's so stupid. So what else is there? What what else news-wise that's a big deal out there? Well, it was it was uh, Russia now oh, Korea? That's the other one, right? We're gonna get blown up. We're gonna blow up Korea. We're gonna be in war. Bull crap. It's all red herrings. And if we do go to war with Korea, guess what? They're doing it for some reason to in- feed the the military-industrial complex, or to distract us from something that they're gonna ram down our throat, like the Patriot Act or something even worse. You know, Patriot Act. Remember that September 11th. Patriot Act? Anybody? You know, wiretapping, Where they used to have to get a warrant to tap your phones, and now they just collect it without a warrant. You know, that whole unconstitutional thing that's now allowed. Yeah, government is great. You guys need to... I'm going to turn you guys all into libertarian anarchists. (laughs) It's going to be great. We're all going to hit the government together. It's going to be fantastic. So, um, if you guys have comments or questions, I want to hear from you. Jeff at the npdude.com. Don't forget to to, uh, give me a a shout-out on Facebook and give me a rating. Don't forget to... uh, give me a rating on iTunes too. You guys out there on the iTunes world, I've, I haven't heard from a lot of you guys lately saying, Hey, I'm on iTunes. So give me a shout out that you're, uh, you're on iTunes and listening. And don't forget to like and share the show. Let's get this thing to 2000. We're going to be there. We're going to be there before you know it. And we get 2000, we're going to go for 5,000. We're going to get this thing growing. And, um, I, I really believe in the, the philosophy of what I'm doing about trying to just Get people together, and um, I'm learning so damn much from you guys. And I hope you guys are learning too. And if you're not, turn off the turn off the podcast. Tell me why you don't want to listen, and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll shut up. If if you guys want to quit listening, I'm cool with it. But I like what I'm doing. I'm having a blast with you people, and I'm learning a ton too. So don't forget to uh, to just give me a heads up that you guys are listening out there on on the iTunes. Last thing, don't forget that Amazon affiliate link, guys. I need you guys to help me. I need the help, I really do, and, uh, don't forget, uh, I have had the one person comment that they had to do the pop-up blocker, and turn that off to get the, the link to work for the Amazon affiliate link, so try that, if it doesn't work, I need to hear from you, so email me, let me know what's going on, and, uh, and I'll, I'll try to fix it. I don't know. I'm still interested on in getting somebody to help me with my website. If somebody has a good website person that's that's reasonable, I might might throw some bones at them to get things cleaned up. And, and I got some other ideas on things I kind of want to kind of want to get going. I'm still working on int- Chronic T-shirts. I've been swamped at work. I know I'm on every single insurance plan in their brother. So I got like 23 Medicaid plans that I'm on. So guess what? I'm really stinking busy. So I you know I'm still charting. I'm, I I wish I could chart in my car. Wouldn't it be awesome? I'd love to chart in my car. That's a great idea. We got to work on that. We need autonomous vehicles so I can chart in a car. That would save me some time. All right, guys. Be safe. Be smart. Have a lot of fun. And uh, don't forget that... um, Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. All right, there we go. Don't forget that um, we're a community that needs to um, promote each other. We need to build each other up. No, no more of these negative things about, about the profession on Facebook. Because if, if we're doing it on Facebook, guess what? People are going to feed into that and they're, they're going to take and run with it. We need to promote each other. We need to promote our profession. We need to be the, 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 the new normal for what's coming down the pipe here. And, and so if, we're, if we do that, man, we're going to kick ass together. So be safe. Have fun. We'll talk soon.